Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. The Steelers try to snap their three-game losing streak by paying a visit to the Buffalo Bills, who are 3-1 and one and coming off a gritty win against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore last week. Let's just not sugarcoat it, Matt. This might be the best team in the NFL that the Steelers are going up to face. Uh, no question. I mean, they, they might be. I really think the Chiefs, Bills, and Eagles are on their own here right now. Yeah. They're the elite teams. You know, as people know that listen to this show, which is a blast, you know, we, we go through a lot of numbers. We try to look at a lot of angles. Cut to the chase. Bills are pretty good at everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we know where the Steelers are at. The Bills will be near the top in most statistical categories. Matt, the Steelers are a 14-point underdog in this game. I saw a stat on Twitter that this is the first time since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970 that the Steelers have been an underdog by 14 points. Right, I think it's they're the, the only team. they've ever been. Yep, yeah, exactly. Which is really an unbelievable accomplishment, that you wouldn't have a really terrible year or a really terrible week that you're just loaded with injuries going into a powerhouse. I mean, that's a lot of games. And that's the thing, you know, people will use that and maybe prop it up as a, wow, can't believe you're a 14-point underdog, but right. what you just said there is hitting the nail right on the head. To go sustained excellence. What's that? Yeah, right. Fifty-two years without being a four, <laughs> right. fourteen-point underdog. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Quick series history for you between the Bills and the Steelers. The Steelers lead this all-time series seventeen to eleven, and are two and one when it counts the most in the postseason. Pittsburgh won the most recent meeting. We all remember twenty-three to sixteen in Week One last year in Buffalo. Pretty important member of the Steelers' defense was playing in that game and had a pretty big impact that won't be present this Sunday. But prior to that, the Bills won the previous two meetings in 2020 and 2019. Four straight season, these two teams have squared off. Before uh, the most recent meeting, Spitzer goes on a six-game winning streak against the Bills. And to take it a step further, the Steelers won 10 of 11, including two in the playoffs between 1993 and 2016. As you could imagine, the era between 1980 and 1992 belonged to the Buffalo Bills, winning seven of eight times during that span. Really streaky series, Matt. Uh, started playing games in 1970 and uh, during the 70s. Again, as you can imagine, Steelers only lost one of the six meetings. So yeah. it seems like it's just whichever team's up beats up on the team that's down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, right now the Bills are up, but they don't have that advantage in the series like, you know, like during the Jim Kelly era. Right. You know, the 70s obviously belonged to the Steelers, and uh, the Steelers had a nice stretch there after the Kelly era where they were pretty dominant. Now, I always try to decide, are we going to talk about the offense or the defense first? And I like to lean towards which side of the ball is more, you know, dominant, which is mm-hmm. going to give you bigger problems if you're the Steelers. I really have no uh, idea what to flip. choose here. Yeah, it's going flip. They're it's cr- really it's good. crazy to think that the defense might actually be a little bit better than the Bills' offense right now. 
Yeah, I think it is the more I think about it. I mean, they've won them the past two games, really. Right, right. And I know the offense statistically is unbelievable. And Josh Allen might be the best player on the planet right now. Um, But they're kind of looking for receiver help, not named Stefan Diggs, and their O line isn't tremendous. You know, so if we're looking at areas that aren't phenomenal, maybe there are more of them on offense. But. Allen makes up for everything. A lot. He's Superman, <laughs> you know? yeah. We'll stick with the Bills' offense. Okay. They've outscored their opponents this year by 56 points. The offense produces six yards per play, and they're converting 55.8% of their third down attempts. They produce 165 more yards per game than their opponents this year. They are just, just running up that. and down the field. Up and down the field, and they, they stop you too. I mean, all their stats, it's going to get a little monotonous, folks. I apologize, but, I mean, both sides of the ball, it's – Oh, they're second in the league in this. They're third in the league in this. They're first in this. You know, I mean, but you're right. I mean, that yards per game differential stat says pretty much all you need to know about these guys. Yeah, and their 412 yards per game is third most in the NFL. 28 points per game is fifth most in the NFL so far. One impressive stat that you pointed out in your notes that you sent me, though, Matt, their third quarter is where they really butter their bread. Last week, they outscored Baltimore 10 to nothing in the third quarter Mm -hmm. and brought them back into that football game. Their third quarter scoring is 44 for the offense, but even more impressively, the defense hasn't given up a single point so far in four three-quarters worth of action. It's ridiculous. I mean, obviously it lends itself, it's four games, but still, it lends itself to, this is a very well-coached team, which I can attest to, that makes halftime adjustments. You know, I mean, people don't think about halftime adjustments, but... Um, apparently they're doing something right in the locker room when they go in because they come out and just dominate teams. Even when, I mean, like you mentioned the Ravens game, first half they weren't a great football team. No, but not at they all. came out and took it over. Now, you were talking about Josh Allen really, you know, as the deodorant that can mask any stench on an offense. Mm-hmm. They've produced 1,650 yards from scrimmage so far, 1,227 passing yards from Josh Allen, and he's tacked on 183 rushing yards as well. 85.5% of the Bills' overall production offensively is due to Mr. Josh Allen. Only Justin Herbert has more passing yards, and just three offenses attempt more passes per game than Buffalo. And then the number I heard since I sent you that was Allen has accounted for every one of their offensive touchdowns. <laughs> so they have not <laughs> handed the ball to somebody else who's run it in. I mean, so he is either run or through every one of their offensive touchdowns, and they have a bunch of them. You know, so he's him and Lamar Jackson – are the biggest portions of their respective offenses in the whole league. Now, expected points added is something that you like to reference a mm-hmm. lot, and it's kind of like the war in the MLB. Right, you right, know, right. It's just a metric to be able to determine it. It stands for expected points added. It's EPA. Yep. Allen's the only trailing Patrick Mahomes and Tua as far as EPA is concerned. So yeah, yeah. he brings a lot to the table for this offense. You mentioned about how he's accounted for every single one of their touchdowns, never handing the ball off to get it into the end zone. What's up with their running game? They've tried a lot to fix it. Singletary, yeah. I think, was a good addition to bring in, but it kind of feels like to me they use him more in the passing game and find more success swinging Singletary out and getting him the ball in space than you know traditionally handing him off under center. You're 100 percent right, and again, that's another one that I've found since I sent you the, that document. And he's run more routes than any running back in yeah. the league. Very good. You, you nailed that one. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. And um, one thing that's kind of become clear. The running back situation, I kind of liked Zach Moss coming out of school, but he's been forgotten. They really like Dalvin Cook's brother, James, and he's been forgotten. So the He had some fumble two stuff, weeks, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, his first ever carry was a fumble. You know, and he's it's not good not for McDermott. Trend, right? You're in McDermott's doghouse right away, then. Right. 
Um, but the last two weeks, if you look at the usage, Singletary's basically taken over the backfield. I don't love him, but he's in a good situation, and he puts up numbers. I just felt like you'd love to get this guy a really strong running game so he doesn't yeah. feel like he has to do it all on his own, but I kind of feel like they're trending that way, and it might not be you know, a matter of we got to get a great running back in here to take some of that workload off of Josh Allen. Josh Allen just might be like, I'm just going to run the ball. Like I trust myself more than anybody to carry this five, six yards. Yeah, and he gets six or seven a pop or whatever, like you mentioned, and he's punishing, to drag down. Punishing. Too. Right, he just right, runs right. over a linebacker. He has can, some Cam Newton He to can him. hurdle a safety yep. if he has to. I think he's the most talented, most gifted quarterback in the league, including Pat Mahomes. I mean, the size, the power, all that stuff, the arm strength is ridiculous. It's never a bad answer for him just to take things in his own hands. Now, Stefan Diggs, by far the most productive receiver for Buffalo and Josh Allen's favorite target. How could he not be? Sure. I think he's having maybe one of the best years in the NFL at the receiver position. Agreed. I know Justin Jefferson has something to say about that in Minnesota. Top but as well. Right. But yeah. Diggs and Allen has been such a great connection uh, thus far this year. Um, he has the most receiving yards on the team with 406. He has 14 more receptions than any other pass catcher for Buffalo, and he has 20 more targets than any other pass catcher on the team. The separation between him and number two as far as yardage, too, is an ocean. It 406 is. for Diggs, 153 for Isaiah McKenzie, who's their second-leading mm-hmm. receiver. And by the way, they don't want Isaiah McKenzie to be their second-leading receiver. No. They I mean, did that's not have plans area. for that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, amongst elite teams, that's a problem area. You know, I mean— Gabe Davis was supposed to be there, too. He's had some injuries. He's not getting targeted that much, but he's out there for every snap. Drops, too. Drops, drops have been a problem a for him. You're 100% right. Um, they had a, an injury. Or Crowder got injured. He's going to be out for this game. So Shakir, the rookie, got some more run out of the slot as well. But they're looking for secondary receivers. You mentioned Singletary being very involved in the passing game. But it's really the Allen and Dig show, you know, and, and Knox, the tight end, He's okay, but, I mean, he's he's not been an impact player for them. So they're looking for one more pass catcher. This is a team that uh, potentially might have OBJ knocking at their door once he heals mm. up and is ready to sign with them. If, I, if I was Buffalo, that's something I would look at. If I was OBJ, I'd want to go there. <laughs> I right. would, too. It's mean, a great fit. How no would you not want to catch passes from Josh Allen? Uh, like we mentioned, Allen's the leading rusher. He's the leading passer. He, he's he's Superman for this he team. He's like Lamar Jackson in that sense where he really is the offense. 69 of his 70 rushing yards last week, Matt, came after first contact. Which, yeah. I mean, that's just that's tough to deal with when it is. the quarterback's not going to go down. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would worry me a little if I was the guy writing Josh Allen these huge checks, too. I mean, he yes. takes a beating and I referenced Cam Newton. I mean, he, he didn't last forever, but working now so just keep rolling um one of the other nuggets on there just offensively was they've had to use a lot of different bodies on their offensive line you know they're they're kind of searching right now who's their best five there's been some injuries so they have not been great run blocking which shows you know he's getting his yardage after contact they surrender that offensive line about two sacks per game so far this year, which isn't bad. It's Mm-mm. pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the NFL. It's actually the exact same amount that the Steelers' offensive line surrenders to their quarterbacks. But you say all the time on this show, any show, that sacks, as much as they are an offensive line stat, are a quarterback stat. No question. Couldn't this kind of work in the other way, though, where Allen might save the offensive line from a lot of sacks that they would have surrendered just because he's brushing off linemen and he's taking off for 10 yards down the field? 100%. Um, kind of early career Ben type of stuff. Takes a beating, hard to get on the ground, You know, extends plays. 
Um, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And the other thing he didn't mention there is they throw the football a ton. So, yeah, yeah it's two sacks game, but it's, you know, it's different because they had passed so many times. Flipping things over to the defensive side of the ball, they do get after the quarterback quite oh, a boy. bit. That might be their biggest strength, and they're pretty much strong at all levels of the defense. Mm-hmm. 3.3 sacks per game, that's the fifth best mark in the NFL so far. Third best rushing defense in the NFL so far. They only give up 84 yards a game on the ground. Best passing defense in the entire league. Only have surrendered 150 yards per game to start the NFL season. It's crazy. And their 14.5 points per game are the second fewest in the NFL, only to San Francisco. I will say this about San Francisco. Oh, man. The Rams, o- the defense looks great. But the Rams' offense hasn't been clicking. No. Denver's abysmal at offense. Good point. Good the point. Bills have shut down the Ravens. They've shut down Tua down in Miami. Mm-hmm. I think I put a little bit more weight to the Bills' Uh, I agree. Points per game allowed than the Niners at 11. But 11 is impressive. It's very impressive. When doing a lot of this homework, the Bills and Niners are basically top two or in the top three or four in basically every defensive stat you can you can, you can can get after. Um, a couple unique things about the Bills' defense is they, and this is a McDermott thing, they live in nickel. I mean, no matter what personnel you throw out there, they have five defensive backs on the field. And a lot of it's because they like Milano and Terrell Edmonds so much because they're such versatile linebackers. That Tremaine. They can, Tremaine, yeah. Yes. I mean, he's the, the better of the two Edmonds. But they're both anyway, obviously respectable players. Um, but and Milano's really come on lately. I he's think. the leader of the defense. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they always have five defensive backs on the field, two every down linebackers that can do it all. And if you look at their defensive front, it's super impressive. Like, Tons of youngsters that are first and second round picks, Ed Oliver, Rousseau, Basham, on and on and on. And then, then, you know, a little cherry on top. Let's go get the future Hall of Famer that just came off a Super Bowl win in Von Miller. Seems and, to be having the, the fountain of youth effect on his career. He's yeah, been outstanding all year long. That's the beauty of it is they have nine defensive linemen in a four-man front that are like hockey lines. And Miller doesn't have to play every snap, and he's eating it up, and they're always fresh, and they just keep bringing him off the bench. And all that pressure they, they they create, they're the lowest blitz team in the league. They blitz like 8% of the time. It's a great it's formula bonkers. for success. Yeah. That's how you definitely want to get the job done defensively. And they're really healthy up front, too, right now. They are. Uh, Oliver's questionable. Jordan Phillips is questionable. But I think they're both going to go in this game against mm-hmm. the Steelers. The injury problems come on the secondary, where— right. You know, I look at each level of this defense and I say, which one is the best? They're all so equally great. I think the front, but it's but a good call. But the secondary's cause. got a lot of great names in there. Mm-hmm. But they're out without Micah Hyde and they're without Tredavious White. Those are two massive pieces massive. of the defense. So Pro really yeah. they're only, you know, guys that would be starting if everybody was healthy would be Poyer and Jackson. Mm-hmm. The right cornerback in Jackson and strong safety in Jordan Poyer. Other than that... You know, Teron Johnson's got to step up. Demar Hamlin's trying to step up, and then, like you said, they got five corner or five DBs on the field all the time. So there's a trickle down effect to White and Hyde being out. Oh, that's big for them. I mean, they're probably two of their most valuable eight Buffalo Bills. You know, I mean, Allen Diggs, Wheeler. You know, I mean, there's so many <laughs> good a, ones. It's a Pro Bowl team, right, really, like 100. And um, Poyer is leading the league in interceptions too. By the way, yeah, he's know? got I mean, four. He's more than Minka. You know. And the Bills' defense has taken the ball away nine times Mm -hmm. through four games so far this year, so they definitely uh, turned them over. Like you said, the rotation of their defensive linemen is just insane. Uh, They had nine different players last week, to kind of add some numbers to what you were saying, on the front line play between 17 and 49 snaps. For the season, none of the defensive linemen for the Bills have played more than 157 of a possible 236 snaps 
and nine linemen have played more than 60. So yeah. it's really just a collective effort on that defensive front. And like you said, you're going to keep, keep a lot of these guys in. fresh. Yeah. They're going to be better and better. And I have to imagine come December, come January, they'll be one of the best defensive fronts if they can stay healthy just from the fact that they're going to be the freshest defensive front. Yeah, and they can withstand an injury or two, and they have. You mentioned Phillips and Oliver have been out, but they, you wouldn't know it. Um, it's in a very attractive position for a guy like Vaughn Miller. He doesn't have to play every snap, and it's very attractive to these younger guys because as they learn, they can get you know uh, mentored by Miller as well as you know playing fifty percent of the snaps. You know most teams would have these li- these nine guys playing seventy to ninety percent of the snaps, and these guys are playing fifty. I mean that is huge benefits for a Super Bowl run late in games. Yeah. They always have a lead anyway. We mentioned how they pull away from teams in the third quarter. Then they unleash this pass rush. I mean, it's a wonderful combination. Uh, The combo, before we get to our key matchups, the combo of Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, we talked Mm -hmm. about it a little bit. You're saying Milano now has really emerged as that straw that stirs this defense's drink. Uh, Is it just everything with him? Great against the run, great in coverage. Super solid. He's just all around a well-rounded player. And then you add Tremaine Edmonds on top of that. I think is pretty much cut from that same cloth. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they both do everything very well. Um, Milano isn't as big a name. He wasn't the, you know, mid-first-round pick. He doesn't look like Edmonds, who is freaky, you know, size, length, speed. Um, With the Boston College. like Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. I mean, they're they're great um, complementary pieces to one another, though, and they're very key components of that defense. Like you mentioned, all three levels are great. And maybe the linebackers don't get quite as much pub as the others, but it's as good a pairing as there is in the league, pretty much. Looking at our key matchups before we wrap things up here, our first one is Bills quarterback Josh Allen versus Steelers linebacker Miles Jack, and I don't envy the gentleman on the Steelers side of that equation at all. He's going to have to tackle Josh Allen a couple times in this game, and I bet he's going to feel it on Monday morning. Well, I singled him out because he's going to be on the field the most as a second-level guy. He's going to have to deal with Allen in the passing game, the run game. But it's all 11. I mean, Allen is a massive problem, and I, I honestly think he's the hardest quarterback in the league to play against. Do you spy him? Like, can you even afford to do that? Because then you're taking a guy out of coverage, and he's so smart he's going to pick up a spy. Right. And he's just going to start funneling guys towards the middle of the field, right behind Miles Jack, who's sitting there of camping course. 10 yards away from him, following his every move. So, like, it's, it's a sure pick-your-poison thing. That. Yeah, I'm sure you do some of it, but... Uh, that spy still has to get to him on the edge and get him on the ground. And <laughs> Easier said than you know, done. Like, I mean, Bush has had a decent year, but is he the guy you want to do that with? I mean, is, is he giving away a lot in size? Uh, I, I don't have a great solution for it. I mean, the best solution is try to possess the football and keep their offense off the field, but, you know, that's not easy either. I wouldn't feel too bad about it. I think there's about 32 defensive coordinators in the NFL that don't have, well, excuse me, 31, that don't have a good idea on how to stop Josh <laughs> And Allen. the other one doesn't have to. And he's yeah, thanking we'll his lucky stars right. for that. He yeah. only gets to do it during training camp, and that's pretty much it. Steelers offensive tackles versus Bills edge Vaughn Miller is our last key matchup. Mm-hmm. Big money spent to acquire Vaughn Miller, and I like how you termed him as just the cherry on top because yeah. I think they would have been great without him, but it's certainly nice to have him. Yeah, I mean, they're all in. They realize their window here. Uh, what were they, 13 seconds away in, in Kansas City last year? I think that was the number. I should yes. have it off the top of my head, but they – that, that very well could have been the best two teams in the league that day, and now they realized, hey, we're going to go all in. They've built this thing from the ground up nice and slow. I've got a ton of respect for this organization, coaching staff, I mean, good friends with Tomlin, team building, and then they kind of 
uncharacteristically said, let's go buy a Porsche too. You know, <laughs> you know, and built this house real gently, perfectly. And then let's spoil ourselves we're a little bit yeah. because we're close. You know, we can afford it. The Steelers pay a visit to the Buffalo Bills this coming Sunday at 1 p.m. Hopefully, like I said, the Steelers can snap their three-game losing streak. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Tom Opferman. We'll be back again next week for another edition of the Advanced Scout. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.